Welcome to this week's episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites, brought to you by Bergen Community College and the Office of Student Life and Conduct. In each episode, we will introduce you to someone who can help make the most of your college experience. Welcome to a new episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites. Today is Tuesday, December 1st, and we are with Editor-in-Chief of The Torch, Emmanuel Caliano. Welcome, Emmanuel. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right, man, let's get down to it. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your journey to Bergen Community College? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long one. Um, I've been at the college since the spring of 2012, on and off. Um, it's been an academic odyssey of mine that's almost coming to an end. Uh, I'll be done at the end of the, uh, at the, the, the semester. And, uh, you know, I have a professor, I won't say his name, but, uh, he likes to joke that I've been here at the college longer than him. And he's been here since, uh, the eighties. So <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, can you tell me, uh, when, at what, what point of your college odyssey did you get involved with the torch? Um, from the first semester, I, I peaked in the first semester um, and was interested in contributing. And they had me write something about the applied music program, and then it just kept going from there. I know uh, we we first met back in uh, maybe March or April when we spoke about this slightly, but uh, when you first came to college first i know you you just told us you were torched from day one mm-hmm. did you see yourself becoming the editor-in-chief or did you not, want it not right away at some point I, I i i saw that i had that in, in as a goal in my mind um but uh you know that was probably in 2014 so from 2014 to now it's been uh it's been quite a while and yeah i i got very um I got very into into it. Uh, gradually, got deeper and deeper. Then I started taking journalism classes, and then it just became um, a very big thing in my Bergen life. Excellent. Um, so, a couple of, I guess, philosophical questions for you, Emmanuel. Um, so, and, and you've been doing this for a long time, so I think you're a good person to ask, uh, sort of as a kind of a, a present tense and the future tense. What do you think the role of student media in particular in this case, you know, student run newspaper is on a college campus in 2020 and, and beyond? How important is it? You know, what, what's the role it plays? Well, I'll give you that answer uh, specific to community colleges, because I think that answer also becomes more, um, becomes different from institution to institution. Uh, you know, we have obviously a role to play in, advocating for students and in uh, being the voice of the students. We're a very political institution, you know, with the county executive and freeholders being involved and all the public funding that goes into our our school. Um, And so there's a lot of, uh, there's an actual area of politics that uh, goes into it. Uh, Unfortunately, because we're such a transient place, not everybody's aware of what's going on or involved or cares about it. So I think it's very important for us to make that known as much as possible so that we get more students interested and involved. And, um, and that way we can, you know, the, the motto of the torch is that we ignite students to make a difference. So that's really our, that's really our goal to, to get as much information out so that students can then take that and make their own decisions and take their own action. Gotcha. 
Um, so kind of piggybacking on that and, and zooming out a bit, um, I wanted to get kind of your take in a, in a broader sense. Uh, and this, this may seem like a, an unfairly hard question. What do you think the future of the news media holds? You know, journalism and journalists are, are given a bad rap, sometimes fairly, sometimes unfairly. Um, you know, people have already said we live in a post-truth society. You know, what? where do you think we're going to be in terms of, you know, facts, journalistic integrity, things like that? Is that too much? <laughs> no, no, the future of media. So media is threatened on, is, is facing a war on all fronts, um, from politics to culture to um, different forms of uh, entertainment and media. The news media is suffering. And I see that at the torch every day, and I've seen that at the torch ever since I joined, um, because there is... I think the biggest challenge is that it, it's been trivialized and it's been distorted. Um, nobody reads newspapers anymore. And at our campus, I could tell you, I've had high, you know, members of the student leadership, you know, high ranking members, quote unquote, tell me, oh, I don't read newspapers. You know, I've had members of the torch tell me they don't read newspapers. And that's disheartening, <laughs> you know. And uh, unfortunately, uh, even with people who are, socially conscious and politically involved there seems to be a lack of understanding of what the proper news um channels are you know uh, i've had people tell me oh i get my news from buzzfeed or i get my news from social media or i get my news i'm like that's not <laughs> so that's definitely a challenge um as far as as far as the misinformation uh goes that's also a challenge um not so much at the community college level we're able to um, we're able to keep that at, at bay, but uh, as far as the the future of media at large, I don't know. As far as community college goes, I can tell you, print is probably on its way out. Um, right now, we're not printing at Bergen because obviously the campus is mostly closed, and I don't know that we will be printing in the future um, because it's just become more and more of you know, full racks every, every, every semester, but we do see people go on the website, you know, we have thousands of clicks a month. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Sweet. Well, well, thanks for sharing about sort of the macro level of media and everything like that. Um, Emmanuel, I want to sort of drill down a couple of things that you have done specific to Bergen, uh, in your leadership role in the torch. So I do know that this fall semester, the torch conducted a, uh, survey of students and recently presented it to one of the college's shared governance structures, the faculty senate. For those that don't know, uh, for our listeners that don't know, that's a uh, combination group of different faculty members that are part of the BCC Faculty Association. Um, and the data shows some some interesting things. Uh, Emmanuel, to our listeners, what would you want them to know and sort of hear from you about the data? What are the, sort of the high level high points um, in terms of students' experiences this fall uh, with the pivot to online and hybrid instruction, sort of what have you seen and what would you want to share uh, from that? Absolutely. So, yes, we conducted this survey of the students and actually the faculty as well. Uh, and uh, it was about 100 faculty members and 225 students. And uh, in a nutshell, there's overall there's a level of, satisfaction with the way things are going but there is uh, most people are doing okay but there is a significant number of people that are struggling and there seems to be a divide uh 
amongst faculty and, and students as to how that situation is going, you know, how, how the, the semester is going. Uh, the most startling demographic, the most startling number that, that, that I came across was that um, 85% of faculty think that classes are going better now than they were in the spring, but only 55% of students think that. So 30%, well, that's not everybody. Yeah, but 30% is a big number, you know, and if 30% of students are struggling because of this, that's significant. And we also asked things such as, um, are you, if, if we, if we continue to go on camp, if, if we continue to go online next semester, do you feel confident about returning? And 20% of students have said no, you know, again, oh, it's only 20%. But when you consider that the schools, you know, hemorrhaging students each, each semester, the, the enrollment, it keeps going down and down. 20% is a really significant number. It, it, it certainly, certainly is. And I didn't mean to cut you off there. So keep, keep going if you'd like to. Sure. The biggest issue that we saw that students are coming across is the split between synchronous classes and asynchronous classes. Um, there's, you know, there's issues. For, everybody's got, seems to have a set of issues, but asynchronous students are seem to be struggling a lot because professors are taking a lot of liberties when it comes to learning material and how they're presenting the course to the class. Some instructors that are pre-recording lectures so that they have a direct interaction with the class in some way, most are not doing that. Um, it's a combination of YouTube links and textbook assignments and PowerPoint or, you know, something along those lines. And there's nothing direct. And, um, you know, we see that the, a large number of students told us, I feel like I'm teaching myself and I feel like I'm learning the, the material without any help. And um, that's definitely a challenge for most students. Um, I've been lucky. My professors are taking, I'm taking asynchronous and my professors are recording um, their lectures, but um, SGA held a forum and that was the same uh, late, earlier last month. Um, and that was one of the issues, the most prevalent issues that people brought up. Um, and the professors for their part are committed to, you know, teaching the, in, in the way they think is best for them and best for the students. And we respect that and we respect the academic freedom, but I think there needs to be balance between how to, how the professor teaches best and how the student learns best. I, I definitely agree with you there. And I would encourage our listeners to, uh, go to the Torch's website and their social media for more information about the survey results and, and things of that nature. I'm going to make, I'm going to try to make a pivot here to student leadership. Uh, Emmanuel, I know that you've written um, extensively about student leader, not student leadership, about administrative leadership at Burden Community College. And you've talked and sort of chronicled what's happened in the last, I don't know, 10 to 15 years at the college. And it's, it shouldn't come as news, but starting on January 1st of 2021, the college has its next president, uh, Eric Friedman, who's joining us uh, from by way of Hudson County Community College. Um, if you could sort of chat with him as an outgoing student, as someone who's had a long tenure at the institution uh, from the other side of the table as a student instead of it as, as an administrator, what would you want to share with him in terms of uh, what he's walking into at the college in terms of traits and characteristics that you'd like, you'd like to see from him as a leader, just sort of share what you'd think and, and sort of imparting words of wisdom to a new community college president at Bergen mid academic year in the middle of a pandemic, 
big question, loaded question. Feel free to take in any angle you'd like. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I've been covering the college administration since 2014 and, uh, on and off, obviously. And, uh, I remember my first real experience was covering a faculty senate meeting in May of 2014. Uh, this was right after President Walter received a vote of no confidence. And this meeting, you know, was a hall of famer because it was screaming and yelling. And one professor started screaming, like, go back to Texas. And just, it was, it was very intense. Um, I learned that day that we have a very vocal senate, a very vocal faculty senate. And that is not the case at community colleges um, around the state. So that's one thing that I would want the new president to understand that, um, that we have a very vocal faculty um, that advocates for themselves pretty well. And um, that they would they need to be on the side of the faculty and the students if they are to succeed at, the, uh, at this college. Um, I've seen presidents that were appointed by board by by the board to be tough on the faculty and that never led to anything productive in my view so be on the side of the students and be on the side of the faculty um and you'll you'll have a good time second i would want them to know that we badly need a um an administrator who really connects with um with the community I feel that we've had, again, we've had a turn of shaky leadership in the last 10 years. Um, some administrators doing better than others. Um, and a few of them I remember distinctly as being very warm and um, very open to connecting with members of uh, the faculty members of the student body. And those didn't last so much. Those people didn't last too long. So, um, and we do have some now. Um, I personally, I'm happy with the way Dr. Ross navigated us through this year and Dr. Fisher's doing a good job as well. And they're, they, they're supportive. So that needs to continue. You know, it can't be somebody on, on an ivory tower trying to steer a ship. Um, there needs to be more um, collegial relations. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there. I, as someone who sort of sits in, a lower administrative role at the college, um, a more hands-on role. I think everything you hit, hit on certainly makes sense. Uh, the last question for me, because I don't want to commandeer the entire discussion, is what are your plans for the future? You've certainly uh, led uh, the torch through some great times this past semester with igniting students to make a difference. The quote, uh, the, the, the mission statement that I love from the torch, but what's next for you? Oh God, it's a black cloud of doubt and um, um, I don't know. I'm not, uh, majoring in journalism. I've never been a journalism major. Um, and in fact, most people who end up working in journalism don't have a major in it. Um, because it's, if, for example, you're writing about the stock market, it's much more useful to have a degree in economics than to have it in journalism, right? You can learn news writing in the newsroom. It's a craft that you can learn on the job, um, through internships and through, you know, on the field experience, as opposed to going to journalism school and getting all that, um, there, there is obviously a place for it and there's a need for it and there's validity to that. But, um, but to be honest, I don't even know if I will be pursuing Korean journalism. Uh, I thought I would for a long time, but 
these last few years have kind of been crazy and journalists need to be always on top of everything that's going on, you know, and uh, I don't think that's good for anybody's mental health. So I don't know if I could do that moving forward in the future. Uh, and I'm, I, I tend to be a very, uh, I tend to get very, very passionate into whatever I do and to get a little obsessive with it. So I'm, I don't think I could be the kind of person that could be a casual journalist and just write about a few things and not really worry about, you know, I, I get very, um, I get very drawn to things, you know, um, my favorite quotes from an old book is that people go past me in life because we're walking on the same path, but I stop at every pebble and I start to look at it and it becomes a mountain. And then I wonder how people are just passing it by without taking notice. I would love to maybe study international affairs, international studies, um, and that'd be probably something that uh, would serve me well. I was born and raised in Italy. I always have I had a bit of an internationalist mindset. I speak a little Spanish, um, love to learn more languages. And uh, that would probably serve me well as a degree if I wanted journalism later on or teaching, anything. All right. I love the philosophy, first of all. Um, I really do. That's that's great. Um, so future's a little uncertain and that's that's fair. Um, so we're going to ask you right now as, as a, my final question is to look back a little bit. Um, you know, you mentioned that the Torch's slogan, the motto, our slogan in this office and on this podcast is leave your mark. So what on your way out now, you're, you're almost done at Bergen. What do you hope is the mark that you left on Bergen? Uh, well, my hope is that the paper, I, I've been working with our faculty advisor and with the rest of the team at the Torch um, to, um, you know, to, to grow a culture of people who are really in, interested in um, the news, you know, and to bring that to Bergen. There's so much, there's so many students that don't, frankly, they don't care about what's going on at the campus because they're, you know, it's a, it's a commuter college. I, I got to get out of here. I want to get to my next school. I'm too busy. I'm working. And a lot of them are valid, you know, points, but there's so much going on. You know, we, we always hear, oh, there's, there's no, there's nothing going on. There's no student life at Bergen, and, you know, cause people in their mind have the, um, the four-year college kind of mindset of Greek life and parties and all that. And I would love them to see that there's so much going on at Bergen and there's so many rich stories and there's so many experiences that you're not going to get at your, at your next school at your four-year college. So I hope that's been my mark that we, I've, I've been able to grow a small team um, at the torch that's able to promote that and to give a spotlight to that. That's great. And, and I think from everything we've seen, uh, you, you have done all of that. So, uh, some, so I hope you take some pride in that fact. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And uh, now that your voyage through Bergen Community College is complete, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us again. Emmanuel Kelliano, the editor-in-chief of The Torch. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. If our listeners have any questions about this episode or would like to make a recommendation, please contact us at studentlife@bergen.edu or our Instagram page, at BergenSLC. From Jared, Greg, and Ian, see you next week. And to my Bulldogs, keep on barking. And that wraps up another episode of Bergen Bulldog Bites. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future guests, please email us at studentlife.com 
at bergen.edu. Thanks for stopping by.